This episode is sponsored by Trade Choice Carpet and Flooring. I recently ventured up to Newcastle to my local branch to see what they're all about. They've got on the shelf LBTs, screeds, adhesive, tools, accessories. It's literally limitless. It's an Aladdin's cave for flooring professionals. 13 branches across the UK from Glasgow to Southampton. Online ordering for 24-7 access. If you want to find out more, visit tradechoice.com and find your local branch and open an account. Now sit back, enjoy the show. We look forward to seeing you here again soon. On this week's show, I welcome Adam Gregg. Uh, with incredibly high standards set for my, my manager and my first manager, in the boost obviously turned out to be quite influential because I'm still in it now. Adam's a sales agent and has been in the flooring industry many years. It's honestly, it's what I, it, I, it helps me focus um, a lot. It, it, it's great for mental health. I've learned over the last few years. Yeah, it was it was quite an unpleasant first six months there. It was very tough. He said to me one day, "When it's a lot easier to impress your new girlfriend, it is to than it is to try and win your ex-wife back." What a story he's got! Now sit back, enjoy the show, and do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Welcome, Adam, to the UK Flooring Podcast. Adam, what's your backstory, first of all? A major flooring geek for 22 years. Spread across uh, retail, wholesale, and manufacturing. Uh, Been involved in almost every aspect of flooring, uh, apart from wood, actually. It's not something that I've done much of. Um, But yeah, I'm one of these sad people that actually really enjoy my job. I really enjoy the people I see, people I meet. Um, you know, uh, uh, I'm always a believer that that you're in this job for a long time, so you, it's nice to be nice. You try and get on with people because those relationships can last a, a very long time. So, yeah, backstory is I'm a flooring geek. Like, where did it all start? What was your first role or position, or where did you actually start out in the flooring? Uh, I, I started at Carpet Right. Um, was a, a warehouseman on an incredibly low wage uh, with incredibly high standards set for my my manager and my first manager in the trade who's who obviously turned out to be quite influential because I'm still in it now. Um, worked my way up slowly. I went from, from warehouseman to warehouse manager, uh, then warehouse manager to assistant manager, uh, moved shops, um, done that assistant manager's role for about six years. After a total of eight years inside retail, um, I think I've become a dad twice in that time frame. Started uh, missing them growing up. Um, wanted to try and get more time back for, for myself and the family because that's why I do it. Um Ended up going into Anderson Grant, which is obviously one of the headland companies. Um, was deputy operations manager of that, so um, was involved in pretty much every aspect of the of the trade, running you know reps, transport, nights, um, profit, loss, KPIs, tra- you, you name it. Had an involvement in 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 a lot. Sorry, in a, in a lot of it. Um, Really enjoyed that. It was it was a it was a tough 
four years. I joined during a recession and not finished, which is perfect timing. Um, but really enjoyed it, learned a hell of a lot, a, a very hard job, um, but did enjoy it. Um, but I'd always been trapped um, in kind of middle management. So um, I had a lot of the crap um, from below and a lot of crap from above, but not quite the salary. Then kind of fancied um, kind of doing stuff just for me for once. I always, I always had a management arm. I was always obviously making sure that myself and the team around me succeeded. Um, ended up working for a company called Distinctive Flooring, which is part of Abandon Group or was. Absolutely fantastic job. You know, really enjoyed it, loved it. It was hard. Um, I hadn't seen a rep for about three years. Um, I was walking into people and being told to get out uh, fairly promptly. It was quite a surprise. Right. Um, it, it, it was uh, very interesting. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I worked with some amazing people. I uh, took a territory that before my time was doing 70 grand a year, which is insanely poor, to just over a million in in five years with no marketing budget. We were like the embarrassing cousin at a wedding in comparison to Abend. And, you know, they're an £85 million company um, and we were kind of the, the little add-on bit. But but we held our own. We had a great team. It was fantastic. It got then brought out by Victoria PLC. It changed quite rapidly. The, the, the Although it was a massive company before, you, you could talk to the sales director, you could talk to the MD, you, you could see kind of your chain up. You, you kind of thought, right, if he leaves, I might be able to get national. If he leaves, I might be able to get stuck. You know, you, you could see that. And obviously it changed to a bigger concept when it was Victoria PLC. The ideas changed and factories changed. Um, and, and I ended up um, having one of the worst sales meetings I've had in my career. Um, as we all did that worked there, and there was 10 of us. Um, came away from that quite disappointed. Um, then had a phone call out the blue. Um, uh, from a guy that uh, runs a adhesive and compound um, company in this country, um, he asked me to to come over as a self employed uh, sales director uh, to run a, a company that was then called Softlate, which was a commercial um, LVT underlays. I had a bit of a think about it and thought, you know what, I, I, I'm not getting any younger. I think I was 38 at that point. Um, I thought, what's the worst that's going to happen? Why not? Um, so I, I then agreed to, to to jump in, go from an employed job that I think I was quite safe in, um, and and just thought, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? I've I done that. But I, I kind of done that on, on the basis that I'd set up a, uh, like a flooring agency or consultancy. Yeah. Um, and I would be a sales director as far as software was concerned on a business card. So I have all the problems, all the, you know, take all the crap that come with it. Um, but more importantly, it was on my shoulders to make sure it had done well. Um, but that went as well as it could do. Um, things changed within the company beyond my control. <laughs> I then started getting more involved in in the adhesive and the compound side of the company. 
um, which wasn't really why I went there. But but you know you do what you do to get paid is what it is. Um, while also looking after um, J Two Flooring and Harvey Marine. Yeah. Um, I did look after some others as well, um, uh, Strong Mount and East Delay Systems, um, but but J Two and Harvey and Real were kind of the main main two. Um, unfortunately, um, in October I left um, the, the D Seven Compound Company. Uh, a few mutual differences, I think I put is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've I've gone through. Um, COVID wasn't allowed any grants, wasn't allowed any help, wasn't any bankrupt in the March or May, sorry, of 2020. Then we had a, an insane time in this industry where it was it was just Christmas chaos for two years. And, and, and you know, I guess my fortunes changed a little bit. I faced homelessness before, which I briefly told you about before. Um, well, what happened there? Don't mind me asking. So, then just also for the uninitiated, um, when you become a sales agent, it is near enough paid on commission or based on results. It's not a cushy number where you kind of get paid no matter if you turn up or you don't. Um, yes. So, yeah, if you want to describe that a little bit, because some people, as I said, it's not a what I call a, a reps job. In theory, yes, it's to grow the business, but if you run an agency, your head's above the door, but you are. Mr. J2, you are Mr. Harvey Maria, Mr. Glue, you know. Um, so yeah, how 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 did COVID affect you? How did you nearly end up on the streets? What what happened there? Um, so <clears throat> I've never been blessed with with money. I didn't. I don't come from it, and I, I'm not sure if I'll ever get it. To be fair, but I'll try it. Um, uh, we we had a, a just a, a bit of a rough landlady who was a bit. A bit up and down. Um, used to like to tell us near Christmas that she was going to sell her house and throw us out. Love to unsettle us before Christmas. You know, it caused a lot of, um, you know, arguments, to be fair, in, internally. Um, but, but I was always one of these people that just put me head down and try and get on with it, try and work through it. Um, hence the reason why I, I left employment and went self-employed, because I thought, well, you know, I've not got nothing anyway, so I might as well. I might as well try. And like you say, as a as a as an agent, you know, there is a common um I guess analogy that, that agents just kind of swan around uh, loads of money for doing nothing and, and drink loads of cups of tea or coffee, which, you know, in some cases is probably true, but there's also, you know, incredibly high highly paid uh, sales reps that are employed that also do the same thing, and I think it 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 comes down to to you as a person on how you uh, um, achieve your goal and what you do for the company you work for. So so regardless of whether you know I was a sales rep when I was employed, or now I'm an agent and I'm employed by myself, I still have the same targets and the same philosophy that I want to do the best every day. I'm not. It's not easy to 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 start with zero, and and then try and go out the door. You know, I had to I had to use my credit card to to pay for a deposit on a lease car. I didn't have any money on it when I started this five years ago, but I didn't. It, there was nothing to lose, literally. It, it, why not? And you know, you you do put in 
well, you do get out what you put in and, and that's in any form of, of working relationships. And, you know, when I was at Distinctive Flooring, when I started there in 2013, I was probably one of the first reps that done social media in a positive way. You know, I've got a Twitter feed that's probably got 21,000 tweets on it now where I just push Distinctive every single day. We, we create a little network. I, we started meeting up with people over the country once a year, whether it would be at Ardex or F-Ball or Floor Skills or wherever it was. There was like a collection of kind of 10, 12, 15 people. It changed over the years, but the relationships got stronger and stronger and it, it was just fantastic. I am a flooring geek. Genuinely, I'm, I'm one of these people that are interested in all sorts of stuff when it comes to floors. And I'm very lucky and I'm very fortunate that, that, that by a very bad sales meeting, it gave me the kick to go, oh, sod it, I'm just going to do this myself. It, there's the, the 38 at that point. I, I don't own a house. I still don't now. Um, I've got four children that I love, and it's the whole reason I do everything I do every day. It's just, I'm a family person. I love, you know, it's what, it's what we all do it for, I think. Um, and... Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's a very common um, there's, there's a strange difference between a, 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 how a rep and an agency, I think, yeah. and and you know the, uh, my argument when I was a rep, weirdly, I used to see agents out and about, and and I was in a bit of awe of them because I used to go, wow, like these people are top of their game. These are for me, they were like the the ultimate in the trade because they had all the contacts, they had the experience, they, you know, they, 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 they just had a, just an aura about them that I just thought, I just want a little piece of this, just a tiny little piece. Um, you know, and if I, if I, if I put as much work into it as I did for other people, hopefully I'll do, I'll do all right. And yeah. I'm still here. I don't know whether that means I'm doing right or not, but I'm still here. Well, uh, so rewind the clock. Um, any regrets from maxing your credit card to get a lease card? Uh, you know, if you if you could have stayed in an employed role, or are you now? Um, I wouldn't say where you want to be because I don't think we're ever where we want to be. But was it a good decision to go full self-employed, even though there's been some ups and downs? Yeah, there were. Yes, there was. There, there was. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was really scary. You know, you've done it as well. It, it's 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 very scary, and and there was a kind of a something happened so on the, on the last day of of distinctive flooring so one of their main offices are in wales um so i was there on the last day saying goodbye to everyone you know my at that point my my line manager was jay taylor um you know we're going really well but still now and you know, I, I was driving back from Wales, so you know, I live in Chelmsford, so it's probably three and a half hours ish. And on that day, uh, my my partner's mum was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. On that day, while I was driving back on the on the day that I was finishing employment, and the following day, I was kind of starting out on my own. And and you know, as uh, unfortunately, she's in a home now. Things have progressed in a bad way. Uh, for her on on for that, but it, in in some aspects, it gave me the the freedom to have the time to be there for her because she needed me. Because it was you know it's, a, it's it's horrible. Anyone that goes through that is 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 terrible. 
Um, but in a, in a weird way, I, I, for me, it felt like it come at the right time for the family because I could be there for her and I could be there for the kids and stuff like that. So, so I do, I don't regret it. I couldn't have done it any sooner. I wasn't in a position to do it any sooner. There weren't the opportunities. So I can't sit there and say, oh, I wish I'd done it 10 years ago because it just wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, I don't regret it. Um, I hope that, that the people I do work for uh, see the value in me. I hope I do enough for them because it's, it's, it's generally I'm I'm a, my own worst critic. I'm a very I'm very hard on myself. Um, I do believe you have to obtain a certain level of satisfaction to each customer that you see. They become friends, you know. You've seen for for a decade. It's lovely. It's great. You know. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've got to be with you there. I mean, as you know. I did a short stint as as an agent, something I'd always wanted to do for 15 years in the flooring industry. I wanted to come out of my own bubble and, you know, possibly one of the best things I've done. I was projected as um, for the camera business we run, but it also got us seeing other people, understanding, seeing other businesses. Um, your name's above the head door, but you're responsible for your actions. So it kind of didn't feel like a job, uh, work with a great team, you know, um, just something having the support and having, um, I don't know, the, the education. I think I used the whole time I did it as education. Yes, we, we got it, you know, to reasonable numbers. Yes, we did every, we hit every KPI that we wanted to do. Um, but it was education for me where I just sat in this bubble for years in my own space and then actually popped the bottle up and I had to be bumming a car and go and see people, which was, yeah, a bit daunting to start with, but now it's really sort of, helped with all sorts of things. Love that. So you've done corporate, you've done other jobs, self-employed now, or as a whole, what do you feel the biggest issue with the UK flooring industry is, in your opinion? Probably opinions, Tom. Um, Everyone's got one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in the, in the whole, to be honest, I think it's quite a good industry. I think, I think, it depends what I think it depends what you look for and what your circle is in in the game. I think, and uh, you know, I don't think it really matters what you do in the flooring trade. I don't think it matters what level you are. I don't think it matters what you do as long as you're, you know, happy in what you're doing and. and you know, you're prepared to, to roll your sleeves up and help someone when you can and, and, and you're respectful as you can be to each other. I, I don't think it's a bad. I mean, obviously, we can, we can worry about loads of stuff that we're never going to be able to change in the industry. Um, but I think overall, it's a good industry. It's done me, you know, it's, it's I love it. I, I've got, I am really sad. I'm sorry, but I, I do generally love my job. I, I love, you know, a lot of what I do. I, I don't... Um, I can't change the negativity in the trade. There's nothing I can do about that. So, you know, I, I ignore that and just concentrate on the good bits. Yeah, we're you just know. going to pull it out of its archaic ways in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, it's funny because, you, like I said, in 2013, I started selling, you know, I had, I had social media as a silent salesman for me. Um and for the company, to be fair, the signature floor around on a whole probably benefited from it. Um, and I was probably quite fast, I was probably quite forward for that. 
Um, and now you see every rep doing it, which is fantastic. It's great when it's going good, but when it's not, and and you and you know your your company's upset them that you represent that you, you know you can go from being the favourite on social media to being the enemy really quickly. Yeah. Um, but but I think people don't understand that everybody's watching that. So if you're one of those people that go on social media and they're constantly negative, you're probably the same person that's trying to get an account with someone that won't give you an account because they've seen your comments on social media because it's, it, you know, the, the groups, some of them groups have got seven, 8,000 people on them, you know, that are all varying um, people inside the, the ladder community of flooring. So, um, yeah, I can't change yeah. it. I think there's 300 banned from our group uh, that we run on, on Facebook. Yeah, 300 <laughs> people are banned. I see anything that's negative, swearing, not nice. And it sounds a bit, you know, we're not, again, we're not uni- um, unicorns and rainbows, but anyone that's just been a bit of a twat, it's just banned. You know, and I looked the other day and we, we've hit 300. But then <laughs> since doing that, we don't get that much knobheads which is which is better you know which we did and some of the groups you do get that they get slaughtered obviously i do take the mix sometimes when people says what's well, what's the going rate for this because as people know oh, like yeah. one of my pet hints because it's just like well you know it's like asking how much is a car you know it's like well okay what car do you want um but i think that's a, another story for another day um so what i know there's some things you don't want to talk about um because the top secret um but they're coming. But what now? This podcast will be released in 2024. Uh, what what what's your focus for the for this year um, coming? Um, well, I've just released an e-commerce um, underfloor heating website, um, which is to kind of help fill the void that I've I've lost by by parting ways of the the previous underlying compound manufacturer that we spoke about. Yeah. Um, I've worked quite heavily in, in, in that field for almost two years on the supply side um, and, and found it quite um, quite amazing, to be fair. It's, it's, it's a good industry, the same as ours, um, but uh, it's, it's something that... Uh, Due to the past two years of doing it, I've forged very good relationships in that side of the world, um, and you know, being able to to spend a bit of time uh, getting a, an e-commerce site launched, which is all new to me. It's not something that I thought I'd be doing two months ago, but here we are. Um, I've managed to uh, to get uh, my own branded. Um, uh, XBX boards, uh, cement face boards, uh, manifolds, um, electric mat systems. Um, they're stopped all over the country. I can I can get anything delivered. Um, if it's ordered up to kind of 4, 4.30 um, on any day during Monday to Friday, it will get delivered the next day. Um, you know, I've used, uh, you know, basically the contacts that I've built up to help that. Um that's more of a side hustle. Um, yep. it, my, my main focus will always be flooring because it's where my it's where my heart is, to be honest. Um, but I do feel that the 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 underfloor heat inside is becoming more and more um, 
a standard in the flooring world. You go on the groups every single day. There's someone asking you how to prep over this and how to prep over that. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I've been involved in that for two years and I'm just going to um, have a play with it, if I'm quite honest. I'm going to see how far it goes. Um, we'll then decide how serious it becomes in the future. But, but, but yeah, my main focus is, um, you know, Jade 2 flooring, Harvey Maria, um, Easy Lay Assistant and Straw Mount. Um, but I've also just started doing um, Arbits and Underlays. Um, so there's 30 underlays that are all manufactured in Poland. Um, and they range from anything from a fiber board um, up to a you know a really decent um, commercial LVT underlay, and also a really decent laminate or wood underlay. So uh, looking to partner up with some bondsaders in the new year, um, get some stuff over from Poland into them. You know, exclusivity is not a problem. Um, but yeah, looking to do some deals on that. Um, obviously. We wait for the phone to call, phone to ring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of next year. I mean, this year I'm ready for a break, Tom. If I'm honest. Um, it's time to chill out a bit. You know, it's time. It's time to shut down a little bit. Enjoy the the time with the family and friends. Have a drink or two and some decent food. So yeah, love that. Um, so obviously we've got mutual clients. Um, uh, and what I wanted to dig into because. See, I know the guys at J2 well. Um, I know um, a little bit about Harvey Maria and things like that. Um, but if you were to open a flooring shop next year, would you fill it full of brands and generic stands or would you create your own brand or how would you do it in your own way if you really had to advise someone else? What would be your go-to thing? Because I know... There's different things you've got to follow with the two brands you represent and some of the other ones. Um, but what's your opinion on spending 20, 30 grand on a fancy stand or 20, 30 grand on really nice shop fit? I love this question and I'm really happy you asked me this. Um, one of my favourite subjects, in, as you quite sad, but it is one of my Honestly, favorites. honestly, this, I'm so chapped you've asked me this. Um so my belief on that is 50-50. Yeah. So having been involved in in hundreds of customers, um, business to business for over a decade, I see the benefits of both. So if I was to set one up in 2024, um, I see the importance of having brands in there because uh, I think there's a, an unwritten rule that, that, that what you can't gauge as a retailer is the amount of time a consumer will go online, put in a brand, and we're going to use, let's use V4, right? Yeah. Well, I use that because I don't do wood, so we're going to use V4. Um, and you put V4 in the, in your, your Google, you go on to V4, you go on to search a retailer, your retailer three miles away comes up. That consumer doesn't make any phone call, doesn't tell you they've done that, but then just turns up in your shop and buys V4. Right? You're never going to be able to quantify that lead, but that lead's become because you're on their website. However, yeah. if you rebranded that V4, and you called it V5, and V4 didn't put you on their website because it's V5 and not V4, 
that consumer won't go online and search that product, so that consumer won't go in your, your showroom. However, if you've got a really good reputation and if you believe in what you're doing and you've got that base that they buy into what you're doing because it's all about creating experience, which I completely agree with, you then can rebrand a certain selection of products. I don't, you know, maybe some people do all of it, maybe some do some of it, but I think that you, as long as you've got the 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 experience within, you can then rebrand stuff. But I think I, I personally, and I know you're gonna, you're shaking, you're probably gonna shake your head a little bit, but I, I do think there's a, I think you need both because. I don't think you can quantify what comes through your door because you don't ask those questions all the time. And, you know, once they come into your showroom, it's about your experience, but they've got to get there first. Yeah, and they're not going to search for V5, they're going to search for V4. So but I think there's there's arguments for both. And I think that's also with the right manufacturers, such as V4, let's, let's keep on that subject so I won't blow smoke with them. But if you invest in a doesn't matter if it's a branded V4 showroom or a unbranded V4 showroom, you can still be a premium retail. So if they're looking for V4, say, oh, there's this shop down the road. It's not the same with every manufacturer. We're not going to tell it just just happens you've mentioned that. So I'm going to say it. So they would come to your store, which could be completely debranded. There's no smoke and mirrors. You can still say, yes, this range here is V4, but it could be, you know, called fairy tale white and unicorns gray or whatever but you've renamed them. You know, you don't need to tell lies and say, no, this is V4. You know, it, it, it's not be that. So there's actually even a more, for the manufacturers that support the independent retailer and not make them jump through hoops, let's say like some manufacturers do, say you must do this, you must kick this one out, you must do that, you, you will do by our rules or we'll take your account off you. But such people as V4, um, and that wasn't even the subject we were going to go on to, but um, they will support the best for the business. If you want to put V top V4 premium retail in the window, they'll bloody love it. But if you want yeah. to create, you know, if you want to create Adam's excellent flooring, they'll also support that, which, yeah. So, but there's other manufacturers that do that, you know, that, you know, um, J2 or another one that will support both. Um, they, you know, it's not like how high can we make our clients jump through hoops? And that's why I get a little bit theatrical about it because, I can see it. I can see the the big LVT brands, the big wood brands that, yes, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. But then when they start setting MRPs, RRPs, how can they set an RRP and they don't know your overhead cost? Because if that RRP doesn't cover your burn rate, it's not a good business decision. Mm. Um, and especially if you are, doesn't happen all the time. And again, there's lots of different things, but you spend two hours with someone on a Saturday telling them how wonderful this brand is. Then on a Sunday, they go online and buy it from an internet retailer. You've just educated the customer with your heart and soul. They then bought it 20% cheaper and got John the Fitter to do it. There's never going to be a, you know one thing that fits all, but that's why I'm theatrical about run your business, about how you want to run it. And I would agree, some brands, certain brands that you, you know, very struggle to get online or that are really well recognized, brilliant. Um, but I think if I had to do it all over again, yeah, it would be disguised. And if someone asked, I would be honest and open with them and say, yes, this is um, Amtico, this is J2, this is that. If they ask, they don't ask you. It's something I've 
brought into. And I think there's also, for me, which we've done here with our new show and that we're going to provide training for is, I was even thinking of who has been in, who are the suppliers? And we've just created a showroom here with 300 sample boards. Um, yes, predominantly some people we work with on a, on a corporate thing, but then in one section of it, there's like nine suppliers. And what we've done is hand-selected the best products from wow. their ranges to better our, our range with our customers. So we might only have five products from one, three products from the other, six from the other. But for me, client coming in or, or on a training thing or retail client, you can be honest and say, I've spent 20 years looking at products and these are the best on the market, like with complete integrity. Rather than, I've just spent 30 grand on this stand, you must buy something off it. Because uh, to me, that it's all right. There's going to be something for everyone on that stand. But for me, have you searched the market to be the best in your area? Probably not. You've just spent 30 grand on the stand. So that's, that's uh, and, and uh, it's only been apparent to me is where we built this um, training facility of like, Look, you don't just have to get in bed with every brand. Look at what's available because some some of the manufacturers have got, um, you know, unbelievable products. Yes, you might not get on with certain, um, I don't know, ethics of it, but they might have a product no one else has got, and then you know that's really good. So it's you know it's uh, anyway, uh, great answer. I, I would completely agree with yours as well. But I think we've uh, we've blown smoke with a few people that we didn't uh, need to. But uh, it's the truth. <laughs> that's all you're going to get on this podcast. So. Um, so what's the, um, best bit of advice you've received, um, in, in your time in Florida? And can you remember who it's from? There's a couple, I've got to try and remember how it went. Um, but when I started at Distinctive Flooring and the territory was on its ass and yeah, it was, it was quite an unpleasant first six months there. It was very tough. Um, um, uh, my, my. My then line manager, um, uh, which is a chap called Mark Bevan, who's now the um, national sales manager of Harvey Rare, um, he said to me one day, "When it's a lot easier to impress your new girlfriend it is to, than it is to try and win your ex-wife back," <laughs> which you know he told me that in 2013, and it's something I've kind of stuck by since in sales, and, and it, it really helped. Um, me refocus on my job um, and help me go and look for new people and and that and 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 then when I was leaving distinctive floor and another guy who I used to work with was uh, an older guy called Andrew lovely lovely guy um, when he found out I was leaving and I was going to go and work for myself um, he, he kind of said yeah about time you know you can start paying for your own dreams rather than someone else's um, which was again it's just a flyaway comment but it it stayed with me, and, I, and, and I'm sure there's plenty others um, because I, I'm also one of these people that, that um, you know, you have I have conversations all the time, every single day, and, and my best tool is my ears. You know, it is listening, and some people can tell you stuff and they inspire you about realizing they inspire you, um, and and yeah, there's, there's there's probably a lot more, but those two really stand out. I, I, I like the dreams on there, I like that. Um, so, what flooring have you got fitted at home? <laughs> Engineered wood um, downstairs. Um, so it's rented, so I don't have a choice. Um, yep. 
they start looking after a toddler, if I'm honest. Um, it's, I, I don't understand wood, so, you know, it, it's, I'm not saying I don't like the floor. Yeah. Um, but if I had my choice, um, it would almost certainly be a fancy LBT. Um, it, it would be something quite design heavy. Fitters would hate me, um, but love me at the same time once I finished it. Um, got carpets, um, upstairs on the stairs I land in, but yeah, the whole ground floor's open plan. Um, so yeah, engineered wood, but LVT if I could, if I'm honest. Love that. Um, if I give you a thousand quid now, uh, we're at 11 o'clock near enough, uh, but you've got to spend it by five o'clock, what would you spend it on? Easy. Not Christmas. Kids. Not Christmas. Kids. <laughs> kids. Easy. Easy. Four kids. Um, I suppose I better let the missus have some. Um, but easy. They'd, they'd destroy that in an hour. I wouldn't need till by five o'clock. It'd be gone within an hour. Not a problem. Yeah. This time of year. Brilliant. Um, if there was someone you could employ to help you with your agency, who would it be? Tom, you. Me? Why is that? <laughs> I'm not ready for that one. Why, why I, think, that? I think you, you, I think obviously I've, uh, this is obviously we've only really spoke the last day or two properly. But I followed you on social media for many years, and um, you, you no one is that's decent, Tom. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I like what you've done. Like I, I, I was thinking about podcasting as well years ago. I never quite got around him. I don't understand it, so I never done it. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I think you. I think um, you know, you've got a good network. You've got a great name. You know, why not? Hey, hi. You know, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. I was the last person I expected you to say, but uh, thank you very much. Um, if you, let me have a look, change your profession out of the flooring industry, what do you think you would be? Well, I'm not that clever. So I think now, as I've got a little older, um, and if I could, two things actually. So one's going to be a bit far out and one's going to be a bit more meaningful. So uh, my boy's got ADHD and autism. Um, so he's my fourth kid. Um, and I've learned a lot about the whole spectrum in the last 10 years of him being on the planet. Um, I'd probably like to do something in that field um, to, to kind of help teach adults about the children because um, it's not really the children and the children, it's the adults that don't understand people's children in my experience. I'd like to do something in that. If I could do anything I wanted and I was clever enough to do it, I would happily replace Pimple Popper. And uh, I, can't, I can't watch that. No, I would happily sit next to Sandra Lee and just let her squeeze stuff in front of me all day long. It's, it fascinates me. So, yeah, if I could do anything, it would be that. Uh, I've turned that on a couple of times. I kept that it's not <laughs> that. Um, obviously, be, being self-employed, like like all of us that that are, how do you start your day to get the maximum sort of out of Adam? How, how have you? What tactics do you use to get the best out of your day? Um, so everything I do is pre-planned, pretty much. It's 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 quite rare that I travel anywhere uh, during five days, five day working week without a reason, because um, I believe you've got to qualify your time. Um, whether you're employed or not, you, 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 there's no point turning up anywhere just for a cup of coffee. It just defeats the object of your job. Um, but yeah, I, I, I qualify what I'm doing. I normally know what I'm doing a few days in advance as a minimum. I get up at 
um, seven, um, which is not early, I guess. Uh, get up at seven, breakfast, shower, bloody bloody blah. Get out the door for eight o'clock. Um, try and it depends where where my calls are, but try and get in the the first call for kind of half nine, ten o'clock. You don't want to be there when all the fitters are there. It's pointless waste of your own time. Um, see as many customers as I can, as you know, in the in the in the most economical way I can. Um, from point A to B. Um, and then I mix it up with, um, I, I do a bit of running. I'm not an athlete. Um, I don't run because I enjoy it. I run because I hate it. It helps focus. It's, it's honestly, it's what I, I, it helps me focus a lot. It, it, it's great for mental health. I've learned over the last few years. Um, and, and if I do that, I get up a little bit earlier, you know, and I, I do the same regime, but I just have a run before I go to work and, it, it does all the great things it needs to for me. It gives me a little buzz. I've, I've been toying with these ice baths I keep getting told about. In a way you've heard that from. Yeah, yeah. someone's podcast keeps talking about it a fair bit. Um, you might be knowing. Um, yeah, I, I've toyed with that. Um, but at the minute, I'm, I'm all right running. It, it's, it's, it seems to do what it needs to do for me, my mental health, to be quite honest. It's, it's not really fitness related. It's just to keep me sane. The easiest way of these ice baths, rather than investing in one, is just try two weeks, commit to two weeks cold showers. Yeah, every time it's just not great. You know, it's, it's I'm not going to fuzz it up. It's not going to be the greatest, but it's the after effects. It's when you get out of the shower, when you, you know, you get in the car and you get to your first appointment. That's when you'll notice the difference. Not when you're like, say, why am I getting in the shower again? It's a stupid idea. It's when you get to your first appointment, suddenly the cold shower then becomes in its own. So that's the, that's the main benefits in mind but that's a great way to start if you could have a pint with two people two people three sorry three people tonight dead or alive who would they be great question and i'm gonna excuse family and friends from this that would be an obvious one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and so on yeah uh, so excusing that so i apologize those above that we've lost that you would be there but without that been in no order, I thought about this. Um, Steve Bartlett, yeah, I think he's um, he's just an incredible person. Um, would love just to have a pint with him on the same table, ideally. Uh, I'd like Stephen Fry there, um, because he seems really intelligent and I think it just amazes me. Um, and then probably the godfather that is David Attenborough. Um, so if I could have all three of those on a table, I'd just keep buying the drink because I wouldn't speak. I just, I think I'd just be in awe of all their stories and that would do me for a, for a night. You know, I'll just get the drinks in. That'd be great. I love that. Love that. Um, new question for the podcast. Um, what's your most embarrassing moment of your life so far? There's a lot of them, Tom. Okay. It's not, well, I suppose it's a, it's quite embarrassing. It's probably more a funny story than anything else, but. Um, a couple of years ago, I got into playing golf. Um, I don't do it anymore. I got half good, got frustrated and stopped because, you know, your, your brain wins or doesn't, as I found out. Um, but, yeah, I started playing playing golf a little bit. Uh, I was on a course with one of my friends, and it was a summer's day, uh, um, you know, shorts, T-shirt, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, got on to hole two. Managed to find the bunker because it was a specialist um, shot of mine. Always managed to find the sand. And as I was going into the sand, I ripped me short 
right down the front. So kind of right where your crotch is, all the way down to where the knee is. Now, it's quite a big course. So it was a case of, I don't want to walk back and buy some shorts in a club shop that are probably going to be about 50, 60 quid. Or should I just blag it and we'll just go around? So after a lot of laughing and joking, we decided to just go around the course because, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's a sunny day. You know, it, it, it was covered up as best it could be. And, you know, we was enjoying our game of golf. Um, until we got to the 18th hole, um, which is obviously where the bar is and, you know, as you get you go back towards the clubhouse, it turned out that there was an annual ladies' day there. Oh, yeah. And um, obviously when you hit the – when you hit your shot, you couldn't really see um, who was at the clubhouse or who wasn't. But I happened to hit quite a lucky shot, and I landed about about four or five foot from the hole on the green, which was great. And I got the best eyesight anyway. And so I started walking towards the green, everything flapping open as it got a bit windy, and I could just see about forty women all just cheering me. Um, you yeah, know, it was uh, which was great. But obviously, you got to go for a beer and something to eat after, which I couldn't turn down. So yeah, I still. Still done it, but yeah, quite about. Never went back, uh, funny enough. But um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, Fantastic. Um, and the old chestnut, we always ask, uh, Adam, what is currently holding you back right now? You know what? I don't think there is anything holding me back. I'm, I'm quite happy. In, in what what's going on at the minute, I I, I, I went to see a financial advisor actually a few months ago, um, just because I was curious really to see, you know, if I was doing stuff right or wrong. And it was almost the worst thing I've done to be quite honest, because because he just sat there and said yes to everything. So every time I said an idea that I wanted to to try and go for, his response every time was yeah. Yeah, just do it. Go for it. You know, you're not going to know if you don't do it. Just go for it. And unfortunately, that um, that sentence has kind of stayed with me. Hence the reason why you know why I now got an e-commerce site, which which I wouldn't have done. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little bit braver than I was. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's anything holding me back. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very lucky. I've got good good people around me, great customer base, and yeah, I'm one of these people that I've learned by trying and failing so you know you can't do one or the other without without giving it a go so yeah it's i'm pretty happy at the minute to be quite honest i love that so where do people find you uh what areas do you cover um what's the website for the new um e-commerce um what you know if someone's listening to the podcast i wouldn't mind a cup of tea with you where are you what what's your links that makes sense uh i'm on Pretty much every social media platform going. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, even though no one uses that anymore, which is a shame. Um, Facebook, um, obviously email, uh, adam.greg at sky.com. It's the most common one. Um, yeah, my, my e-commerce site is www.ufh-online.com. Um, but yeah, um, I cover... Uh, Essex, Suffolk, Norfolk, Cambridge, and Beds. 
um, as kind of that's kind of the, the main areas that I cover. Um, I have travelled further afield occasionally, so I've been at Bournemouth. I've actually flown to Scotland before. Um, I kind of go where it's needed, but but yeah, that's kind of the main territory. I'll do a bit of Oxford as well. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's. But I'm I'm pretty approachable. I'm, you know, people. Um, it's not hard to find me when you need me. But that way, love that. And I'm going to try and uh, I've gone on on and off this trying to uh, with the amount of podcasts we do. But is there a question? No matter who the guest is next, what question would you want me to ask them? Make it either difficult or easy. Could be flooring, not flooring. But normally, people we interview is. Flying so I'm going to try and keep this up in 2024, asking the, the question from the, the last guest. Um, uh, let's make it flooring related, because we might as well. Um, how important do they believe that the eco-credentials of a company is really going to be in the flooring market moving forward? No, oh, I... I- Difficult one. Ah, brilliant. Right, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the UK Floor Podcast. Great podcast. I know I've been plaguing you for a while, but finally tied you down, got you in. Uh, Brilliant podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. The UK Floor Podcast is run and produced by Cockrell & Co. Please visit the website cockrellandco.co.uk or visit the Instagram page.